Hey everybody, my name is Chris Mariboli and welcome to my new show, Layover. It's a show where I'm going to be interviewing friends, strangers, and fellow travelers about their favorite experiences abroad. This week, for my first episode, I was lucky enough to have one of my good friends, Alyssa, on the show to tell me about all of her crazy European adventures. I really hope you enjoyed it. We did this at a bar in Manhattan, so the sound might be a little wonky, but I had a great time with it. Enjoy. So I'm sitting here on Fulton Street with my good friend Alyssa. What, are you not ready to start? No, I'm ready. <laughs> are you? Re- yes. Are you ready to start? Yes, I'm Introduce ready. Introduce yourself. I'm what, here. what do you do? What? You're here. I'm you're here. here. You got your trendy glasses and your trendy sweater, and I'm feeling pretty hipster. You're pretty I'm hipster. Ready to talk right about now. some traveling. Yeah. We're ready to talk about what? Some traveling. Some travel. Yeah. It's loud here. <laughs> Sorry. It's real loud I here. I picked the place. You project. I'm projecting. <laughs> So what's up? Uh, nothing. You nothing, told me to meet nothing. you here. Yeah, and, and we're I here. met you here. And you're just super cool for that. Yeah. No, I'm glad to be here. I mean, here. I try my best. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you bought me a so beer. I mean, sometimes so you succeed and other times it's like, eh, eh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you dyed your hair orange. <coughs> it accidentally. Accidentally. It was supposed yeah. to be blonde. Way off. Way <laughs> off. Did you go to a colorblind stylist? <laughs> I went to a real stylist. His name was Vlad. His name was Vlad. So that was and my first was mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaiian? No, Russian. I would. Uh, okay, that I was my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, but he spoke only basically in Spanish. Oh, okay. So that was a plot twist, and All my right. Spanish is not that great. So maybe it was just lost and your in Russian translation. Is better? <laughs> Honestly, probably yes. Okay. All right. Which brings us to why you're here. Yeah. No, but that would be fantastic. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you just repeat that? (laughs) My girlfriend and I were walking up here. We were looking at you recording, and the crew was turning around and say, podcast. Yes, podcast. (laughs) Can you... Do you want to just do me a favor and just say NPR, please hire him? NPR, you should hire this guy. He's adorable. What a personality. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh to be adorable on the radio is useless. You need television. I Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks. Have a good night. <laughs> wow, I've been with you for an hour and I'm already famous. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank you. That never happens. That was amazing. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking pretty okay today. See what happens so. when you show up with... Equipment, Stuff. people are like, this guy's somebody. Yeah. He isn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, that brings us to why you're here. Yes. Uh, you are probably what what first kind of intrigued me to travel by really? myself. Yeah. Wow. I'm honored. Because we were kind of, we were always kind of friends. We worked together at the same yeah. store. And, yeah. Um, you went off and studied abroad in France. Yes. And at that time, I had, like, always wanted to go somewhere and didn't know how feasible it was to go mm-hmm. by myself because, like, yeah. the circumstances, like, you can't always find a friend to go with you or a partner or a parent or anything like that. So before that, I was like, man, like, that would be really tough. And then I see, like, little Alyssa, who's, like, three <laughs> feet tall and... Well, what, I'm five foot. Uh, 20 pounds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can travel the world by herself and... Um, that was like one of the motivating factors to me. So what made you hop into that? Well, I don't know. I feel like I've always kind of been the person to kind of go off on my own. And especially if people said I couldn't do it, I'd be like, fuck you. Yes, I can. So 
a lot of my family, they're not really travelers. So when I told them, you know, oh, I'm 16, but I'm going to go live in Italy for a summer. And they were like, absolutely not. I was like, absolutely, yes. Uh, and so I just kind of did it. and That's awesome. Yeah, and every time it happened over again, I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I just kind of did. That's really cool. So <laughs> wait, you started at 16? Yes. The, my first time living abroad on my own, uh, I was 16 years old. Um, the summer going into my junior year of high school, I guess. Um and my family friend had family who was living in Italy, in northern Italy, near Baldano. Um, and I was like, you know what? I want to go there. I'd never really been out of the country, and I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, so I just kind of told my parents, you know, I want to do this. And I was really fortunate enough that they said yes and paid for me to go. Awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, that never would have happened. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was Easily the best summer of my life. It was wow. fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah there's nothing that, uh, for me at least, compares to like my first time leaving the country. It's yeah, like it's not milestone. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Because you you look around, and you realize how many people haven't. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's amazing, and especially people now our age, you know, our mid twenties. There's so many people that, you know, the furthest they've gone is on a cruise or something, which isn't travel. I don't count that as traveling personally. That's, that's a it's resort in the world. Yeah. No, it's. It's the same thing as, you know, yeah. just being in New York. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So how do you feel that, like, that shaped you as a person? It, it definitely, I mean, I've, I've always prided myself in having a really open mind to different people and different cultures and different traditions. But actually living there and actually living through it and facing challenges that other people in the world face... I think it really, I guess, made me sympathetic and empathetic to other people that were different than me and had a different way of growing up than I did. So this town that I lived in in Italy, this is a great example, there was one phone, and it was in the bar in the middle of town. And if you wanted to call home, you walk down to the bar, <laughs> and you call home. And if no one's home, your mom calls back, and whatever guy is sitting at the bar, he answers the phone, and he comes finds you in the town and That's fucking awesome. like, Hey, your mom's on the phone. <laughs> That's so cool. It was a real eye opener. You know, they don't have even, you know, it's in Italy. It's, you know, you think Italy is like just Western, like here, but yeah, it's, it's so different. You know, you're up in the mountains and wow, there's nothing. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. And it was amazing. I mean, as a 16 year old, I think it was definitely the cleanse that I needed. You know, there was no Facebook or, well, at the time, I don't even know if Instagram existed. Yeah, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was no Twitter. I remember Twitter. We didn't have Twitter. the tweeter back then. No. <laughs> that was when Twitter, you just, like, texted it. There was no app. Oh, I don't even remember that. like, what, 00444. I got into Twitter too late. Ah, yeah. Yeah. No, that was the old days. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as a 16-year-old, just, you know, the the fun of the day was going down to the cheesemonger and like getting your mozzarella and yeah <laughs> that's all i think everyone needs that absolutely especially nowadays everyone needs yeah. a little glimpse into another person's life yeah. take a month off from your phone like i'd have yeah. a heart attack but oh, like yeah. i know that i need it but i can't do it like oh yeah yeah and now it's definitely easy when i go into you know my travel mode and i get into europe and these other countries my phone is almost always away except to take pictures and then when I come back, I get completely addicted again, and it's never 
not yeah. next to me. But it's nice for your brain, though. I think. Oh yeah, let it everyone needs it. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what you've been all over? Have you like gone outside of Europe at all, or? Unfortunately, no. Everyone thinks I've been all over. I disagree. I've only well, really been yeah. to Europe. No, I mean, yeah, I get the same thing. I've only yeah. been to Europe, but yeah, yeah. And but I Canada, know what you mean. Canada's yeah, it's right here, <laughs> <laughs> next door. But uh, yeah, no, everyone says the same thing. But you have been all over Europe. Yeah. Right. Um, and like small towns and stuff too. Yeah, which are hard to get to. Right. Yeah, there were definitely some challenges. When I was 12, I made it a goal that by the time I was 21, I'd reach 21 countries. So I was able to do that, awesome. which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, but along the way, I kind of stopped collecting countries, and I more got into really learning about the history and the culture and things like that. And the number kind of didn't mean it anything anymore. Mattering. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one of the cool things. Like, you can collect countries, but um, Europe's so, like, uh, like it's it's one unit, but it's kind of fragmented in a way that there's, like, you can be in northern France and then in southern France, and there, it might as well be a different country. Yeah, it's like a totally especially, different you know, in the histories, there's so much yeah. different history just from one town to the next. It's, you know, America is such a baby of a country. It's so new. We, we don't even really realize it, but, you know, you go into Europe and, you know, even just Krakow, you're going to Krakow soon, and, you know, there's castles there from the 1300s, yeah, 1200s, and it's, like, and even that's not that old for some places no. in the world, but I mean, to like Americans. just in Rome, right? Like, yeah. Uh, there's some old shit in Rome. I haven't there's been to Rome yet. old but. shit in <laughs> Rome. <laughs> It's it's amazing to see it. It's it's even my mom was there with me and she just kept saying, That's not real. That's you know, that tile is white and painted. It looks like my bathroom and I was like, Yeah, where do you think that style came from? Yeah. Ancient Rome, you know, it's it's old as shit. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the cool things too. You see like where all of our kind of weird traditions and styles come from. Yeah, yeah. It's all over there. As Alyssa Definitely. takes a sip of beer. Sorry. Slow down there. <laughs> um, you're like a beer and a half ahead of me, so. <laughs> I'm calculating for like BMI ratio. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since I haven't drank in about a month, so. Yeah, what's that about? That changes today. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I work tomorrow. Well, you told me about this dive bar. That was your doing. Oh yeah. Well, that. that was weird. <laughs> That's like a whole other world in itself. So we'll have to. All right. We're in for that. So what's your, um, (coughs) that's a terrible segue. What's your favorite place that you've been though? Ah, fuck. Um, you can, you can give me top three. Okay. Okay. Top three. I'd really definitely have to say Krakow. Okay. It's, you've been to Prague. It's Prague without the tourists. All right. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's quiet, it's homey, it's welcoming. Everyone, you know, you, you think everyone in Europe is welcoming. They have nothing on the people of Krakow. Really? Yeah, I might get in some trouble for saying that. But honestly, <laughs> the people of Krakow are incredibly welcoming and just, they're amazing. They're, they've been through so much and they, they're just an amazing people. That's awesome. It's and you live there. Yeah. I did. I was there for a summer. I taught English there. Um, 
And that was an interesting trip because I was a freshman in college. So I was just about 17, maybe going on 18. And uh, I somehow ended up on a senior seminar trip okay. to Poland. So everyone was about 21 or 22 other than me. Uh, and they had all graduated. And uh, they were all, you know, able to drink in the United States, which... You know, like 17 to, to 22 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about it as a, a graduated yeah. college student to a freshman. Think about where you were five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a really tough trip for me at first. Um, you know, definitely a culture shock. Uh, worst culture shock definitely I, I ever had. Um but it was so worth it, and you know my students were just absolutely incredible. I, I taught to disadvantaged uh, inner city school kids. Okay. Um, and the the girl that I worked with really just absolutely became my sister. Her name is Ola, and we still talk all the time. And she's in college now, and I love her. That's amazing. Yeah, and <laughs> she's just she's so great. And that's amazing. Yeah. You build like those lasting bonds. <laughs> yeah. <Awesome>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. great play. Uh, like I can't even talk about no, it. It was yeah, so amazing. See, there's like emotion. In yeah, yeah, like, and the the best thing about Krakow, which <laughs> I'm a huge history buff, it was really one of the very few places in Europe that was untouched by World War II. So it's all pre-war architecture. That's awesome. You know, they really kept their history intact, and they're using their history to teach people. You know, rather than some places in Europe which try to hide it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's definitely a, a bit of deception in some places. Yeah, but yeah. Krakow is really upfront and personal about it and they just want to teach the world their their story and it's an amazing that's story. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That, yeah, that was one of the cool things I found about Switzerland because mm. they were untouched in the war also. It was right. like it's really one of and I guess Krakow too, I didn't know that. Uh, one of the few places where you can actually see the original Right, this is not how a they recreation. Built it a thousand years ago, like this is yeah. what it is. Whereas, like Munich is awesome, uh, and it's got that old style to it. But they rebuilt it in like the eighties. Right, <laughs> it's built to look old. It's built to look old. Whereas yeah. Switzerland and and Krakow, and it's that's real. It's old. real old stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Where were you in Switzerland? Uh, I've been to um, Zurich. Okay. And Lucerne and Geneva. I was just in Geneva overnight. Oh, okay. That was cool. I I spent a weekend in Geneva. I didn't love Geneva. I didn't love Geneva yeah. either. <laughs> I, was just I, didn't love I stayed at a hostel. Mm. Um, it was like a tram ride away from the main station. Okay. Um, but it was in like the uh, like prostitution. Arabic oh. district. So there was like like everywhere you looked, it was like hookah bar, prostitute. Uh, it was very uncomfortable. Interesting. Um, I didn't make it down there. Bars, I'll have to go back. Yeah, it's... No, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. But, like, it was cool for a minute. Yeah. And then it was boring as hell. Yeah. And expensive. Very expensive. And we had a really hard time finding people. You know, like, after maybe 8 o'clock, we couldn't find any restaurant that was open. There were no bar. Maybe we were looking in the wrong place. We asked the lady at the hostel, you know, oh, where's the nightlife? And we were able to find one kind of dive bar, which we made it fun. Right. But it wasn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. I went to, uh, you know, like the Mr. Pickwick's. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like a Fridays type of yeah. Right. It's like a chain bar type of thing. That was the only open bar that wasn't like super shady close to me. Right. And uh, I went in there, and there's like one other dude drinking, and that was <laughs> it. <laughs> like, okay, I'll just go to bed. <laughs> I remember I went with my friend who um, was. Not the biggest traveler. We were studying abroad together, but other than that, she wasn't, you know, huge on traveling around. And um, we went to this pizza place, and she asked for a pizza with a fried egg on top. And now her French wasn't the best, and I didn't get a chance to look at the menu and translate for her. It was not a fried egg. It was just a pizza with a cracked egg on top. Shell and everything, oh, just like half cracked open. I swear she almost cried. Just so, so now, <laughs> that's hilarious. It was really. And I've funny. had similar experiences. <laughs> um, when that happens to you, right? Do you go with it? Oh yeah. I go with it. Go into I, the sun. I do. Yep. Everywhere I am, I'm like, listen. They eat some weird shit. I'm gonna yep. eat some weird shit. Like it's. <laughs> oh yeah. There was one time I was in France. And you know the French, grumpy cousins. And um, I, I tried to order a steak. And it was when I first got there, and I had been studying French for a while, but I didn't really have it perfected yet, it's especially in the food industry. And uh, I accidentally ordered that raw steak French dish, that like classic. Yeah. And it was a restaurant. I had no choice. The chef wasn't going to take it back. And I wasn't, you know, trying to send it back and ask for something else. So I I ate it. And I'm still here to talk about it today. It's it's like a cringy meal, though. Yeah. I I had horse. Horse? I ate horse in France. Oh, you know, that's actually, that's pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it was weird, but I was like, I'm here. It is a big misconception. A lot of people think that everything in France is horse because the French word for horse is cheval but if the French food is au cheval it actually just means that it's fried oh yeah so a lot of people think that it's horse meat but it's just fried wow yeah I didn't know that that's interesting my French is awful (laughs) French is a (laughs) horrible language I try every time it's really tough and then they're like hey I speak English Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Let's do it that. It took me. I was there since since January, and it took me until about April to really finally fit in, and yeah. for people to not start speaking to me in English and actually start speaking That's to me in French. That's a tough one because sometimes, like, I I'm alright at German. My German's alright. Sometimes I'll try it, and they'll like cut you off mid sentence. They're like, "Nope, English." Yep. Dude. That's like, no, I I want to get good at that. Though. Especially <laughs> like, in the big cities. Yeah. I just ignore them now. I just keep speaking. <laughs> they speak to me in English. I speak to them in whatever language I'm practicing. Right. I don't Maybe care. I'll start trying that. Yeah. They I don't care. I'm practicing. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so um, what's like your, you have anything planned coming up? I have thing? Iceland in February because I'm a psycho. All right. And that's how I do. <laughs> you go when it's the absolute cheapest. Yep. Which when nobody else wants to be there. Exactly. <laughs> I was scared to tell my grandparents that I was going to Iceland in February. And because, you know, in the middle of July, I could be in Florida and I would be told to bring a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how grandparents do. So Iceland in February. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But you know what? 
the flights are cheap, and I'm going to see some Northern Lights, which is a total bucket list. Yeah, absolutely. Thing, and I'm really excited. I it's it's going to be different. I think. I've I've mostly. Well, that's not true. I, I've mostly fared, you know, travel and nice weather, but I did go to Ireland in the middle of December. All right, yeah. So it, it's it, it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, no, it's not unmanageable. Bring a hat. It's not unmanageable. Bring a hat. Get, like, a nice jacket. Yeah. Go in on a nice jacket. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Definitely. Because I, nice uh, I did Denmark last January. Ooh. That was a bit cold. Yeah. And I didn't have... Like, I had a good jacket, but it wasn't good enough. Gotcha. So, like, I'm going back now in December, and I got a good jacket. I'm like... I know. My brother was in Krakow, actually, in uh, December, I think, or maybe very end of November. And he visited Auschwitz, and his, at the time, girlfriend was with him, and she breathed out, and the wind blew her breath steam whatever her breath steam called into her hair and it actually froze her hair <laughs> oh that's when i'll be there all right so <laughs> well all right have fun i got i would get Invest one of those ski mask things but i already have the deep set eyes so i'm oh yeah I'm, that'd be you scary know, you're yeah <laughs> <laughs> i already get like randomly selected at every airport oh so my god <laughs> <laughs> you know who also my mother gets Your randomly mother selected gets randomly selected <laughs> This poor little Irish like woman. Whiter bread than your mom. <laughs> like uh, she's like is nice. There anyone you know, who's not gonna hurt anyone more than your mom. <laughs> this, this poor blue-eyed lady. I'm more scared of you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. She every every time and every time I take a picture of it. That's and so sad. Every time. You ever try to do that and they yell at you? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sneaky about uh, it. Yeah. So, my little brother is uh, 14. And he got randomly selected at JFK once. And I took a picture to send to, like, my family group <laughs> chat thing. And they yelled, big Ooh. black woman. Big, like, could, like she oh would my. have her way with me. Oh, black no. Woman. Let's take a pause. Yeah, that was a dangerous statement. <clears throat> Anyways, big, <laughs> heavy set black woman. She could own me oh if she wanted. She looks over me like, hey, put that phone away. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that sucks. I've never been randomly selected, actually, in all really? my travels. No. Because who are you hurting? You're going to try to take over a plane. <laughs> hey, I'm tough. You're tough. I mean, I'm not going to, NSA, listening. I'm not going to. But oh, It sounds like you might. <laughs> no. oh, it sounds like you're plotting something. Are you plotting <laughs> something right now? This just in, I'm speaking with a terrorist. <laughs> No, I no, honestly could never. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd get too scared halfway through of getting in trouble. You'd pull out the box cutter and then like a baby would come over and like just kind of push you down. <laughs> the plane would, would be in a patch of turbulence and you'd just be like, oh. I'd feel bad. Yeah. The most, the, yeah, the, the most pain I could uh, impose on someone on an aircraft is probably just falling on them when. I watched you kill a fly today. So. Whoa, I did not kill him. I pulled him, not even extracted him from my beer and let him go on the table. He's not even here anymore. He probably anymore. died of alcoholism. No, he's gone. He flew away. Uh, well, then he's taking it he's out my his little somewhere. trooper. <laughs> he goes home, slams open the door, and just starts beating his wife. Hey! 
No, my fly is a good man. <laughs> he was just, you know, going out with some friends, yeah, catching having up. Having a good time. Having, having, a, good having time, a good time. That's all. He yeah. sobered up by the time he got home. I don't know he doesn't that. drink and you fly. You can't drink and fly. <laughs> That's a big one. That's a big one. Thank you. <laughs> are you done? Are we done? I don't know. Are you done? Are you done? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I don't know how this works either. You're the professional. <laughs> it's all new. You're the self-employed professional. I'm self-appointed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, those those women thought I was professional. Oh, they did. They, you look professional. I look professional. Look, I you're comfortable with the mic. Flannel. You're in a flannel. I'm in a flannel. Every what more? Could you I ask don't know. For? You need. I mean, a beanie. I have one in my bag, actually. A beanie would. A beanie would make it. Yeah. A beanie would make it. No, <laughs> no, no. Just to close out, though, for real. Do you have like a like any wild story that you're okay with airing? <laughs> <laughs> any wild I mean, story I have that a you're few. like people could know about this. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> Well, I guess there th- there was the one story that I was talking to earlier about trying to take the overnight train. So I was I was in I was backpacking throughout Central Europe uh, at the end of my semester. We took about two, maybe two and a half weeks, and we hit um, Prague, uh, Vienna, Munich, Berlin, and London, and then back to Paris. And we were on an overnight train uh, from Vienna to Munich. And this was actually our first overnight train experience. So we were really excited about it because, you know, everyone that goes back. so Euro. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, so Euro, man. Got to so do the overnight Euro. train. Yeah. Well, around, uh, first of all, we booked the wrong tickets. So we did not have the bunk beds. We were just in regular seats. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there is this other woman in the compartment who decided to, like, just take over the entire compartment. Um, so we couldn't even, like, lay down, really, or, or anything. And um, we didn't have, you know, cell phones because we were in the middle of Germany. And we didn't have Wi-Fi or SIM cards or anything. And come about maybe 2.45 or 3 in the morning, the train just kind of stops and jolts and we wake up and we're like, oh, we're there already. And no, it's pitch black outside. And all I can see is nothing for until the horizon. There's just nothing around. Okay. Uh, so f- somehow they, they get the train to this, this little farm town train station in the middle of, I think it was in the middle of Germany. We might have still been in Austria. I don't even know. Uh, no one speaks any English. But the only thing we can assume at this point is that the train is broken. They're telling other people to get on other different trains, to get to other places. We don't know what those places are or what to do after we get to those places because none of them were Munich. Uh, And finally, maybe about 4 a.m., 4.30 in the morning, because my friend convinced me to just stay on the train and see what happens because <laughs> at that point that was all we got <laughs> um finally about 4 30 it starts moving again and they came out and they handed water and we eventually made it to munich all right somehow and that was probably the biggest story that it was like we're gonna die that's a shit yourself moment yeah <laughs> um but when you got there, it was such an amazing feeling that it was like, wow, I just survived that. I can do whatever I want now, yeah. ever. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it was. No, that's a great feeling. Looking back on it, it was a great story. I didn't tell my mom probably about until a year later, but yeah, no, you, that's the kind of thing you say for yourself. Like I got uh, almost robbed in Prague. Oh wow! I haven't told anybody about it. Um, well, now you're telling everyone. Now I'm telling everybody. <laughs> but I got almost robbed in Prague. Uh, so I was on there. There, you took their metro system while you were there. Yeah, I think so. It's I don't even like remember. It, it was built as a bunker. Also, right. So right, it's right. like so deep underground. You oh, don't have yeah. cell service or anything, right? So I'm in there. It's like 3 in the morning. I'm mm-hmm. completely hammered, right? And then out of nowhere, this dude just kind of comes up to me and starts screaming at me in Czech, which is a terrifying language. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like one of those moments where you just kind of sober up. And, oh. oh, hey, I'm back. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So this is happening, right? And I'm kind of like, I'm trying to like move away and push him back a little bit. And then out of nowhere, this like other Czech dude comes up and starts screaming at him. Oh my God. Right? It's this crazy Your thing. guardian angel. Yeah. Right? And I'm just kind of looking at it and I take like one big step backwards <laughs> and oh just excuse myself from Oh the my God. Well, <laughs> that's like exactly what I would have done. the most terrified I've Absolutely. ever been. Absolutely. Like, it's like those Paris subways. Those. Those are some <laughs> creepy Even ass subways. Oh, yeah. Even during the day. Man. I tried to go on one once. It was easily 14 flights of stairs down into the ground with all blind corners. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to die. Gonna and die. there's always someone just like hanging out. Oh, yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just man? hanging. Like, you're going to be here. Yeah. At three in the morning. This is what he does. This is what this you want to do does. right now. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. No, nah, and you never know. And they're always like the the creepiest dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was one time that uh, there was a dude who was actually really amazing. It was trying to come back from Prague to Krakow. We were all travel rookies at that point and tried to get back from this desolate town in between Prague and Krakow on a Sunday. So obviously nothing was open and there was no buses or trains or anything. And if we hadn't gotten back to class the next day, we would have failed the course. These kids are graduating, so, like, they need to pass the course. Right. (laughs) Uh, And um, we, we literally had no idea what to do. We were probably maybe three hours outside of Krakow and completely alone. And it was getting dark out. And finally this guy comes up to us and is like are you lost <laughs> and we were like fuck yeah we're Very. lost <laughs> he ended up getting us two cabs from this desolate town i don't even know what it's called anymore in the middle of czech republic to krakow three hours away Holy and these cab shit. drivers drove us into poland oh my god to krakow <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. That, I would have been shitting yeah, myself the entire cab ride, though. Oh, yeah. That yeah. guy was our real guardian angel. He, wow. He yeah. did everything for us. Yeah. No, yeah. It's amazing in situations like that when you're so, like, helpless. Yeah. You kind of see humanity peeks through for oh, a minute. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. No, it's really cool. You need moments like that. Oh, yeah. 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 You definitely need moments like that. Um, well, I think this has been amazing. Oh, well, thank so, you. Thank you so much for Thank doing it. You Thank for you for inviting me. me. This has been awesome. Yeah. You got to come do it again now. Oh, well, this I mean, I mean, now that I know how to hold a microphone. Now that, you know, now that we went through that. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> it took us like a half hour just to get that, her to like kind of. Okay, that's an exaggeration. We were talking regular, right? We were talking regular, and then she comes on and she's like, "Hi, my name's Alyssa. It's really, it's good to be here. Okay, it's really I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so honored by your presence. I, you know what? Thank you. You're gonna work for NPR you know soon. Apparently, please hire me. Please, please NPR. <laughs> Please, NPR. This show would do so much better on your network, right? Absolutely. <laughs> this would be good for both of us. <laughs> I could do the whole journalism thing. Like Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely see you being yeah. a... Oh, yeah. I could show up. Those monotone... Yeah. That's totally... Hi, this is Chris Maraboli, and you're listening to NPR. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go bald, though. They're, oh like, yeah, all no. bald. They're all bald, yeah. and they wear, like, thermals. Yes, those yeah. turtleneck yeah, thermals. Yeah, turtleneck thermals, because they're very, it's like an insecurity you, to you it. You have to wear that to the interview. And they're, like, fresh off reading a book. Always, <laughs> <laughs> like, fresh off <laughs> reading a book. I can't prove it, but it's probably true. <laughs> a nice chair. <laughs> yeah, and a nice chair. Reading chair. And probably like from Pier 1. Like, I want to say, th- like, their phone cases are probably, like, leather. I could see that. Right. With, like, the little engraved. Yeah, Yeah. like NPR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. NPR. The colors, too. Yeah. Right. NPR colors. Right. Yeah, you have to do it. Yes. You have to do it. Well, thank you, Alyssa, for sitting here with me. Thank you for having me. Let's keep drinking. Okay. 